What's up, guys, and welcome to a episode of the Snazz V Show. Uh, today, I kind of want to just like dive straight into more so my experience as a professional athlete. And I want to start there because that really kind of helped me, I guess, create the characteristics that I have now and everything that I've kind of transformed into since being there. And it's been a while now, it's been a few years, and I want to kind of like just revisit that time and that story because it it really kind of showcases how uh, how much I've been through, through my own physicality, my own mentality, and everything that's kind of like been around uh, who I am today and the characteristics and the values that I have. Um, but I want to start by kind of going all the way back. You know, I started playing soccer when I was eight years old and I really, I played for 20 years um, and I dedicated my entire life to it, you know? So when I, when I finally uh, went pro, I was, I was in it for seven years and that was such an incredible time just to be a part of a team, like to be a part of a, an environment where everyone was striving to be better. And one of the biggest differences that uh, I really always tried to, to make an impact was to be that player that works the hardest, like be that player that's on the field and just, you know, doing every single thing that I can to, you know, be shown, be, be noticed. You make sure that I I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing because like a lot of the time we, we can just show up and we're just showing up and that's just never going to be good enough. If you're trying to, if you're trying to make it just showing up is just never going to be good enough because you're really only doing 50% of the work. You're not actually doing more than just showing up. So for me, it was just like something that I just needed to dedicate my my time, my attention. Like I have to, I had to be so strategic in everything that I was doing. So uh, where you know where I was so fortunate was that I had a team of coaches. I had a team of coaches that helped me every step of the way, both on the field, off the field, everything in between. And that's why it's so important to have a coach. If you don't have a coach, it's so it's you're going to be lost. You're just going to be almost like going through the motions without truly knowing, are you doing the right thing? You might have an idea. We all have an idea, but when you don't have someone that can really guide you and and really is going to ultimately know what's best for you, you're kind of just going to go and easily become complacent and maybe give yourself some hard things, but it's never going to be really what could honestly take you to the next level. And that's why you know, people that have coaches, they're the ones that, that want to go to the next level. So as an athlete, you know, I had every coach you can think of. I had obviously my, my head coach, my assistant coach. I had a strength and conditioning coach. I had a mentality coach. Um, I had my own dietitian. I had my careers advisor. You know, I, I had a running coach. Like I had every coach you can think of because when you're trying to be a pro, there's so many different elements to being an athlete that you don't really even know about until you're in it. And when you're in it and you're constantly finding flaws in how you are and what you're doing, you know, there's always going to be someone that knows exact, you know, the the pathway and the blueprint to to make you better into into what you're meant to be when you're essentially kind of struggling with that flaw or that weakness. So, you know, I was I made it through so much of my career without getting injuries, which was awesome. Um, but then, you know, once I had one and I was, I was, I was okay. Like I was okay with, with, you know, some of the overuse injuries that I had, it was just because I, I did so much, you know, like while other people were putting in 20 hours, I was putting in 25 and, 
you know, that sometimes caused me to have more issues because for me, it was like I would go more and more and more and I wasn't necessarily thinking about being more strategic and smarter with what I was doing. I just thought about doing more and that doesn't always work for people. So, you know, I, I, I found myself in the position where I, I had my very, my very first soccer related injury and I ended up needing a, a surgery for it. And the, that was for my ankle. And I, so I, you know, went in and they cleaned up my ankle and they said that everything was fine. And then five years later, I, I find out that basically needed to be fully reconstructed. And at this point I had finished my career. So it was really upsetting that, you know, I essentially needed something, but you know, they got it wrong the first time. And that's where it kind of, you start to understand that like, sometimes when you think you're going down the right path and you're putting your trust into people and they're not necessarily giving you the right answers, like that's where you can, you can get pretty hurt and, you know, you can like start to struggle with the, the idea around like, well, who do I trust here? So, um, after I did my ankle, I, I then was, was unfortunately hit and I ended up tearing my ACL and I tried to make a comeback and I, you know, second game back, I retore my ACL. And at that point I started thinking, you know, maybe it's time for me to like, let go of this and move forward. And so I did, you know, I was like, my, my second ACL, I was six months in and I decided to move to America. And I didn't realize how much of my identity lied in being a soccer player. You know, people would ask me like, so what do you do? And I would tell them I'm a, I play soccer. So I'd be like, oh, okay, you're a soccer player. And that became who I was. And at the time I didn't realize, but it, it's not who I am. Um, I am not just a soccer player. I'm far more than that. And as all of us should understand that you are not just what you do. You're so much more than that. So easily can we become attached to this identity of what we do and we are not what we do. We really are ultimately everything we're made up of. And you know, when someone asks you, who are you, your, your idea and your concepts of what you are should be surrounded by your values, your virtues, like what you're all about. There are some people that are all about controversy and there's some people that are all about being patient and honest. And there's some people about working hard. Like it just depends on what you want to be about. So it's not necessarily just in the idea of your job or whatever that you do for the majority of your day, because you are not what you do. You are what you are all about, you know, as a human being. Uh, but I got lost in that identity. And, you know, at the time there was no transitional period where someone talked to me about that. And when someone would be around and be like, okay, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to go from, you know, being on in training for 20 to 30 hours a week into nothing, you don't know what that's going to feel like. And really that's where the struggle lies. Like, and that's where most of us lie. Like how many times do you need to take a break from work? You know, you're, you're 38, 45, whatever it is, however many hours you work, how does it, how does it go when you go from working, you know, 40 hours a week to doing nothing? Like there, there's no transition. It's just like, it's like, bam, it's right there. And a lot of us lose that sense of purpose in all of that. So when you lose your purpose, you start to feel a bit lost. And when you're feeling lost, like you don't know what to do first. You don't even know where you're going. You don't know what direction you're trying to head. But ultimately what you're trying to do here is find what your purpose is. And I, I struggled so hard with that. You know, I, I was fortunate that I had fitness to fall back to, but 
that didn't necessarily matter because fitness wasn't fulfilling me. You know, I was still coaching a lot of people, still training and doing all those things in the gym, but it wasn't the same. It's not the same when you're not really essentially part of like that team environment um, and you're not really striving for a championship or something like that. So that's where so much of this can go easily wrong and go in a different direction. So I had to battle that. I had to battle the, I guess, the identity crisis and I didn't really know what I was all about, didn't really know who I was. So I had to start to dive deeper into that and had to start to understand like that I have to create these these virtues. I have to create these values in me so that I can really understand who I am, what I'm all about, what I want to be about now for the remainder of my life. Because essentially we're all kind of living in a way that's creating a legacy and, you know, in the hopes that you're going to be leaving a good legacy. So as I transitioned from being a, a pro athlete into, I guess, just a, an everyday person, that was super difficult. I was, it took me a long time. It took me months to understand, like, how do I go from here to there? Um, and the injuries didn't help. You know, I, at this point of, of my life, I've had nine surgeries and I, I never really understood why that kind of happened for me because I went through majority of my playing career not needing any surgeries, you know, um, the first one happened when I was like 12 years old from pretty much nothing. Um, and then I had the, the ankle surgery after the ankle surgery, I had two ACL surgeries. Then I went back to the ankle surgery and had a reconstruction. And at that point there was five surgeries and that was all by the time I was 27. Um, and then I went on to, to, you know, clean out my knee again because it was getting having some issues so I had another scope so that was number six and then I had to you know help my shoulder out from some previous issues so I had that was number seven and then just recently I had two surgeries in my right knee because of um, being hit by a car when I was riding my bike and so I start to I start to look at this and go okay like I've constantly battled adversity in multiple different ways but my biggest adversity in my entire life was the injuries that I've had to face and the recovery process for every single one of these injuries was none, like none of them was slow. And when you have, you have forced to look at, okay, three month timelines, six month timelines, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, you start to, you have no choice but to create some sense of patience and you don't like for me I'm not a patient person I don't I struggle to be a patient person I see so many people out there being patient but you know what when you have no choice but to learn patience to learn understanding to learn how to actually accept what it is that you can't change then you start to kind of change yourself like because you don't have a choice and when you don't have a choice then what do you do you have to actually start to just like live it you have to actually become this person that is more patient, this person that is more understanding, that is more accepting, because guess what? That's just it. It is what it is, as like everybody likes to say. And there are so many people that get mad and frustrated that when something doesn't go their way, that's just it for them. They just get super frustrated. Most of them quit. And I have seen so many people who, you know, maybe they do undergo, you know, an an injury themselves. And they let that injury completely debilitate them. Like we're talking, they quit, they get angry, they change in their character. You know, they, they look for shortcuts. They start to cheat themselves. They self-sabotage. They start to create these vices. And it's like, 
because of because they don't have the capacity to create this like willingness and you have to be willing like that's where it is if you become more willing to you know instill some of these characteristics that come from something like a surgery then you know that's where that's where everything starts to change but i see there's two types of people whenever there is some type of injury it's the one person that quits and there's a one person that works around it that's just it you're either a quitter or you're someone that becomes you know one of those who work around it because you don't want to stop you know so really it's a quitter and a non-quitter and it's and it's there's a very very hard line between both of those people so you know when I tell people my story and they're just kind of like I guess mind blown or amazed by the fact that I don't stop that's not amazing to me What's amazing to me is when people do stop because I think it's amazing that someone would actually be so unwilling to help themselves at a time of need, like so unwilling to help themselves get past whatever it is that's right in front of them, that's facing them, that's staring them straight in the face going, hey, like this is your chance to shine. This is your chance to level yourself up. This is your chance to actually better yourself. And how many times... Do you hear those people that go, oh, you know, it's okay. I have had so many people who have had some injury and, you know, the people that apparently, apparently support them are like, it's okay, just take a break, just take three months off, take a year off, don't do anything. Are those really your supporters? You know, and this goes for anything. If someone is enabling you to stop, if someone's enabling you to quit, if someone is enabling you to slow down, are they really your supporter? Or are they someone that maybe just doesn't want to see you win, doesn't want to see you overcome, doesn't want to see you actually be successful and achieve something greater than you ever have before? Like that is the difference. That's the difference between a supporter and a non-supporter because so many times are we told, you know, like to slow down, to stop, to not keep going because guess what that means? It means an easier route. And an easier route for who exactly? You know, that's what you got to kind of ask yourself when you're looking at all this stuff that's going on out there. And, you know, so for me, I, you know, I kept going. I kept on going no matter what, every, throughout every single one. After The day after my surgeries, I was back in the gym. The day after, 24 hours, I was back in the gym. And I, it wasn't like I was doing something crazy, but I was doing whatever I could. And that was the difference. I could do whatever I could, if it meant something tiny, if it meant something minute, I would go and do it. Was I in pain? Yeah, of course I was in pain. Like anyone else, I feel pain just like anyone else. I just know how to harness that and use it in a different way. Like people, everyone feels the same pain. It doesn't really matter, but it's those who allow that pain to dictate their pathway and dictate what goes next for them and to dictate their life moving forward. Or can you actually harness the pain, you know, and just like look at that as an opportunity. Like this is where every aspect of adversity is going to breed an opportunity for you. If you allow it, it literally does breed an opportunity. You have to allow it to though, because if you don't, then you're just going to be stuck. You're going to be still and you're going to be purposeless. Like, and that is a place that that destroys so many people's like hopes and dreams really of becoming anything and doing anything. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a pretty solid support network and, you know, and this is why I love supporting people who don't want to stop. I love supporting people who, 
you know, continue to try because when you continue to try, you know, you're doing your absolute best to actually keep going and keep moving forward. So the biggest thing around me playing for 20 years and, you know, everything that I learned was one, how to be a team player, how to support people, especially in times of need and when they're struggling, when they're not struggling. And, you know, like I want to back them when they win and I want to back them when they don't, when they lose, because at the same, at the same time, like winning and losing is they're just as equally as important. Losing is actually way more important. And no matter what was going on for people, I wanted to always try and be supportive and be a good team player. But while I'm being that, I also wanted to try and better myself. I want to better myself to help elevate those around me because the better I make me, the better I can make those around me. And that's, and that's going to be the honest truth. Like if you can look at people who are right next to you, who are in your life and they're trying to elevate themselves and you're like, you know, they're changing, they're kind of creating this different version of themselves. And I don't know if I like that. Guess what? Like that person is just trying to actually make themselves better. So instead of bringing them back down to your level, you want to actually elevate them higher. And I've had several people in my life who have looked at me becoming more successful, me elevating my mindset or my mentality, my my emotions, everything that I do, my behavior. People who see it as like a negative change are the ones that just can't handle that I'm actually trying to better myself. Because guess what it does? It makes, it forces them to look inwards. When someone is trying to improve themselves, it forces everyone around you to start looking inwards back at themselves and they will do one of two things. They'll either reflect on themselves and what can they do better or they will project and tell you what you need to do better. And that is the biggest difference, right? In someone that wants you to win and someone that doesn't even care if you lose. That's just it. So you got to know the difference between those two people. But, you know, I learned so much from my entire career and I will continue to share as many stories as I can to try and showcase like really what I went through. Like it was such a long time, so many different experiences with so many different people. And it forces you to understand that, you know, your identity doesn't lie in just what you do. And it also forces you to understand that adversity comes no matter what you're doing. So you might think that your identity is maybe in your job or in what you do every day, but it's not. And guess what? The adversity that comes up in those areas, that's your opportunity to truly understand what you're all about and where your purpose lies. So, you know, uh, like I really hope that this has been helpful for you to understand where you stand and what you want for yourself and the direction you're trying to go and maybe even like gives you some hope that, you know what, you might, you might think that you're one thing, you might think that you're something, but really, if you look a little more closer and you reflect a little harder, you'll probably find that it's something completely different and it's something that you, you never would have thought would have even existed. So, you know, I, I, I really hope that this can resonate with some of you. Um, I'm excited to, to really bring as much to this show as I can. Um, bring some amazing people on board as well um, because this is going to be an opportunity for me to expand my knowledge, my experiences, my story with all of you, but also it's really an opportunity for me to bring others as well who align with it and, and you know, can share their, their own story and everything that they've experienced. So uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that today's been amazing. Um, please uh, stay tuned. We're going to 
bring these shows up way more often and people on board of them. And I'm super excited for that. Um, all I can say guys at the end of every show is going to be exactly the same. All right, go be great.